This is your brother James, and this is everything porn, sex, and relationships. Thanks for making this a part of your day. We're in the midst of a series on a woman's perspective. <clears throat> the last two I had a psychologist on, and it was it, it was a little more on the secular side, but that was on purpose, and I felt like it was a good perspective that we could... Um, that we might not listen to or not, might not hear on a regular basis. So I liked it. Um, I may have her on again. But as time goes, uh, I had to take a little bit of a reprieve to set up who I was going to have on next. It's more difficult to get women on here than you think, which is understandable. Um, I, have a, I have a husband and wife couple coming on on the next segment. Um, but this segment, I really just wanted to focus on our scripture memory and then go into a quick uh, lesson or or uh, teaching on on God's will. And uh, I was just gonna gonna run through that real quick. It wasn't gonna be too long. So let's get started in First Corinthians six. We're uh, focusing in verse eleven. So dare any of you, having a matter against another, <clears throat> go to law before the unrighteous and not before the saints? Do you not know that the saints will judge the world? And if the world will be judged by you, are you unworthy to judge the smallest matters? Do you not know that we shall judge angels? How much more things that pertain to this life? If then you have judgments concerning things pertaining to this life, do you appoint those who are least esteemed to judge? Least esteemed by the church to judge, excuse me. I say to this to your shame... Is it so that there is not a wise man among you, not even one who will be able to judge between his brethren? But brother goes to law against brother, and that before unbelievers. Now therefore it is already an utter failure for you that you go to law against one another. Why do you not rather accept wrong? Why do you not rather let yourselves be cheated? No, you yourselves do wrong and cheat, and you do these things to your brethren. Do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor homosexuals, nor sodomites, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners will inherit the kingdom of God. And such were some of you, but you were washed, but you were sanctified, but you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. And such were some of you, but you were washed, but you were sanctified, but you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. And such were some of you. But you were washed, but you were sanctified, but you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. And such were some of you, but you were washed, but you were sanctified, but you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. And such were some of you, but you were washed, but you were sanctified, but you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. And such were some of you. But you were washed, but you were sanctified, but you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. And such were some of you, but you were washed, but you were sanctified, but you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. And such were some of you, but you were washed, but you were sanctified, but you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. And such were some of you but you you were washed but you were just you, you were sanctified but you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the spirit of our God and such were some of you but you were washed but you were sanctified but you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the spirit of our God and such were some of you 
but you were washed, but you were sanctified, but you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. And such were some of you, but you were washed, but you were sanctified, but you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. And such were some of you, but you were washed, but you were sanctified, but you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. And such were some of you, but you were washed, but you were sanctified, but you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. And such were some of you, but you were washed, but you were sanctified, but you were justified in the name of the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. And such were some of you, but you were washed, but you were sanctified, but you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. And such were some of you, but you were washed, but you were sanctified, but you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. And such were some of you, but you were washed, but you were sanctified, but you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. And such were some of you, but you were washed, but you were sanctified, but you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. And such were some of you, but you were washed, but you were sanctified, but you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. And such were some of you, but you were washed, but you were sanctified, but you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. And such were some of you, but you were washed, but you were sanctified, but you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the name and the Spirit of our God. And such were some of you, but you were washed, but you were sanctified, but you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and the Spirit of our God. And such were some of you, but you were washed, but you were sanctified, but you were justified in the name of in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. And such were some of you, but you were washed, but you were sanctified, but you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. And such were some of you, but you were washed, but you were sanctified, but you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. And such were some of you, but you were washed, but you were sanctified, but you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. And such were some of you, but you were washed, but you were sanctified, but you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. And such were some of you, but you were washed, but you were sanctified, but you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. And such were some of you, but you were but you were washed, but you were sanctified, but you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. And such were some of you, but you were washed, but you were sanctified, but you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. And such were some of you, but you were washed, but you were sanctified, but you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. And such were some of you, but you were washed, but you were sanctified, but you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. Going on to verse 12 now. All things are lawful for me, but all things are not helpful. All things are lawful for me, but I will not be brought under the power of any. Foods for the stomach, and the stomach's for foods, but God will destroy both it and them. Now the body is not for sexual immorality, but for the Lord, and the Lord for the body. And God both raised up the Lord and will also raise us up by, the, by his power. Do you not know that your bodies are members of Christ? Shall I take the members of Christ and make them members of a harlot? Certainly not. 
Or do you not know that he who is joined to a harlot is one body with her? For the two, he says, shall become one flesh. But he who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. Flee sexual immorality. Every sin that a man does is outside the, is outside the body, but he who commits sexual immorality sins against his own body. Or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God? And you are not your own, for you were bought at a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. Okay, so wanted to press in a little bit. Uh, you know, sometimes uh, we struggle in the area of sexual immorality, right? And sometimes we want to know what God's will is for our life. You know, you're like, God, what is what is your will for my life, right? And I, you know, I struggle just as much as any, any man in the area of sexual morality. And, 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 you know, some, some people have the struggle where they're, you know, going out and having sex with women. Some people have the struggle where they're watching porn. Some people have the struggle with, um, uh, thinking it right in their heads. You see a woman and you're thinking it. Um, I tend to struggle more when it's like, by myself and I think and it's usually like with a past like a past experience or an experience that I missed on you know like I could have had it and because you know I'm I'm pursuing God so it's like I, I avoided temptation or I missed it but then I'll put myself back and it's like well what if I did do it and that's where I struggle okay so to level with you it's all the same all right I mean, going out and, okay, okay, let's, let, let, let me rephrase. Going out and having sex is obviously a lot different than, you know, thinking it, because then you're only, you're only affecting yourself, essentially, when you're thinking it or watching porn, right? Uh, when you go out and have sex, now you're affecting somebody else, okay? So that's, that's really the only difference. But essentially, in the spiritual sense, God sees it all the same, okay? Um... There's less consequences with the pornography and the, um, where I'm thinking it right in the past, and you're you're really just looking back, and you're really not not uh, moving forward, right? Um, in either one of those, in any three of these, you're really just staying stagnant. And I was reading a quote. Now, this isn't a Christian quote, but it, I mean, essentially, it, it it's the right thing. You know, a man that is standing still. Um, cannot get tired, I think is what it said, or, or, or becomes, no, no, he becomes tired from standing still. And it's like, he gets restless. You know, that's the point of the whole, the whole quote. He gets restless. We cannot stand still. And the thing about the sexual sin is it causes us to stand still. So I'm going to go right into God's will for our life. The term is thelema. And in first John, I'm going to start with first John, chapter 2 verse 14 through 17 and it says i've written to you fathers because you have known him who is from the beginning i've written to you children because you have known the father and i've written to you young men because you are strong and the word of god abides in you and you have overcome the wicked one do not love the world or the things in the world for anyone that loves the world the love of the father is not in them for all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life 
is not of the Father, it's of the world. And the world is passing away, and the lust of it. But he who does the will of God will live forever. And that word will is the thelema, or, you know, God's God's will for our life, you know, his, his perfect will. And then just to piggyback off that verse, what is God's will? So if you go to First Thessalonians 4, 3, I have brought this up. I have brought this up before, and just just so we're aware... Uh, I'm gonna make this kind of like our like the podcasts verse to like the foundational verse, and it states this: This is the will of God for your life, your sanctification, that you abstain from sexual immorality. That's the that's it. That's God's will that you abstain from sexual immorality, and there are some translations that that give you what sexual immorality is and it's not just the act but it's also the thought it's also the thought and and in word so you might say well i'm talking to a girl and we just talk about sex but we're not actually having sex well that's the same thing and it's also like you're leading you know you're you're setting yourself up ultimately right so um outside of maybe like i i had a conversation with a girl about sex recently who i was quote unquote courting i i I call it courting because it's like i I have no other way we weren't dating we were just like talking and we we both went to church together and we both were very clear that you know we're both abstinent um and i brought up a i mean there was a sexual conversation that we had but it wasn't in depth like we didn't talk specifics it was just very general about oh you know um sex is good you know, she she kind of had some, uh, pre some er, some assumptions about what a Christian man's sex life is, and and so we were kind of like clarifying some things, and I it was a, it was an interesting conversation, but I, I I it it was borderline. You know, you could argue that it you know that's not the right conversation to be having, but it, in my opinion, it didn't go further than it wasn't enticing anything. Okay, so when you start getting enticed is when you know that that it's wrong, right? Enticement is like, you know, she starts saying stuff and you start saying stuff or you're texting and you're saying stuff and you get enticed and then you want to do those things. Yeah, that's enticement. That's leads, you know, in James it says, um, James chapter 1. Uh, blessed is a man who endures temptation for when he's been approved, he will receive the crown of life, which the Lord promises those who love him. Let no one say when he is tempted right here, God is tempting me for God cannot be tempted by evil, nor can God tempt anyone. But each one is tempted when he is drawn away by his own desire and enticed. And then when desire conceives, it gives birth to sin. And when his sin is fully grown, it brings forth death, but do not be deceived. My beloved brethren, every good and perfect gift, it comes from above comes down from the father of lights whom there is no shadow or variation of turning of by his own will he brought us forth by the word of truth that we might be a kind of first fruits of his creatures so there you go god's will okay and when you want to know what god's will is use first thessalonians chapter 4 verse 3 okay so going on from there i was struggling recently i got on instagram for the first time you know like i actually made a profile and i 
you know, I, I, I talk football, you know, I use football as kind of like my, um, ministry tool to get men who do struggle with porn and op- hopefully open up opportunities to speak with them. And I was, man, dude, on, I didn't realize this, but Instagram is basically like a playboy magazine. Like there are, there are like women and they're, they're in no, nothing. And I remember you'd have to like pay for this stuff. Like when I was younger, you'd have to like pay to see this, but now it's free. Um, and so I started to get a little bit vexed, right? I started to get uh, real, real taken back by the whole thing. But, and, and I was asking God, I was like, I was like, God, what do you want me to do with this? Cause I mean, I can pray for these people, right? I can pray and I, but I don't see what is supposed to change. You know, like, like, is anything going to change? You know, like if I pray, is anything going to change? And it was crazy because God, you know, put it on my heart. He says, I need you to change. I don't need them to change. I need you to change. And what does that mean? Basically, he says, why do you concern yourselves with the dead? James, why do you concern yourself with the dead? And I sat there. He's all, if you are alive, which you say that you are, you, you're talking to me. You're alive. Why do the dead concern you? And that was kind of a hard thing to say. And, and Jesus said this in Matthew 8. He says, one of you know one of one of his disciples comes to him and he says, "Lord, let me go first and bury my father." And Jesus says, "Follow me and let the dead bury their own dead." Verse twenty one, chapter eight of Matthew. And that scripture came to my mind when I was thinking this because this man. Now a lot of a lot of theologians think that this man actually his dad wasn't dead yet, but he was saying like, "Hey, my dad's gonna be dead in like." you know, in a while and I need to make sure that he's okay. And Jesus is like, don't worry about him. Follow me. And it's the same concept here. When, when I was vexed over these, these people, you know, with nothing on these women with nothing on God's like, why are you concerning yourselves with people that are dead and not pursuing me the way I want you to, you know? And that that hit me really hard. That hit me really hard because um, I see I see this, and I'm like I want something to happen, but it's really more like God wants me to change so that it's no longer affecting me. He wants me to change. You know, uh, anyone who desires to come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, follow me. For whoever one anyone who wants to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. For what does it profit a man if he gains the whole world and yet loses his soul? Or what will a man do in exchange for his soul? For the Son of Man will come in the glory of his Father and reward everyone for his good deeds. Matthew 16, 24 through 27. So, you know, I'm sitting here and I realized I need a change. I need a change. So, it's not so much that we're called, you know, like when we pray for people, you know, now now if I run across one of these pictures or something, I, I just pray for the person, right? But ultimately, prayer in this sense is to remove us out of the situation. 
It's not even a, it's not even for them. It's for you. It's it's to move you out of the way of the situation, right? And I I think I've stated this before, but it's it's for us to move. We need to move so that God can work, not us, right? We're we're trying to do something, but God's like, no. I need to do it. You need to get out of the way. So let's just acknowledge God's will in our life. So Lord, let's just uh, we pray. And you just pray, God, that we would uh, accept your will for our life, that we'd abstain from sexual immorality. If we're married, Lord, that, that our marriages would be pleasing to you and that we would keep our eyes for our wife. And if we're single, that we would prepare our hearts for the one you have for us, if that is what you have. Amen. This is your brother James with love. And this was everything porn, sex, and relationships.